0: Welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa. We review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie,
1: and I'm Kirsty. It's
0: not feeling very Christmassy right now.
1: (laughs) It's not particularly festive. No, I'm
0: like looking out the window. It's grey. It's maybe it is Christmassy. Yeah,
1: it's not particularly. uh... Warm and snowy at Christmas, is it? So, no, yeah. I'm.
0: Uh, I'm feeling like this has come at a real. This has thrown me for a real loop. This one. <laughs> Don't know what time of the year it is. I wish well, it was funnily, Christmas.
1: Funnily enough, I think I'd worked it out that if we'd. St- if we'd launched the podcast a week early and we hadn't um had all the sort of the extra episodes and stuff that we've done then this would have hit or ar- and we hadn't had those 3 weeks off around christmas oh yeah good for illness yes then uh we we would have been doing this around like a little bit closer to christmas time but uh yeah so we get it at the um end the tail end of february we are reviewing black christmas so <laughs> well,
0: there you go happy black christmas, christmas everyone. Merry christmas <laughs> um go on then give us a rundown what's going on <laughs>
1: okay so this is uh 1974 uh directed by bob clark who um are one of our listeners elliot thanks elliot for this little factoid um bob clark is one of the only directors to do like two Christmas movies that are like completely opposite to each other so he did this a Christmas story right? he did do a Christmas yeah, story yeah. he also did Porky's as well so you can see the like sort of silly humour that like runs through like all of the movies including this one yeah I think like well that's the thing this
0: movie was actually quite funny yeah
1: there's some really funny bits and it. it's like weird little characters and stuff that just like made me chuckle but um Miss
0: Mac was that yes. her name yeah she was good Margot Mac- Kidder yeah. was good
1: yeah But um, yeah, so essentially the the story is, it's like the the classic, classic story. So it was um, a group of sorority girls um, and they're getting ready for their Christmas break, but they're getting these uh, harassing, obscene phone calls and uh, no one seems to be taking them seriously until a, a teenage girl is found murdered in a nearby park. And then all of a sudden, it becomes a little bit more serious. So this is like based on like the classic urban legend of like the babysitter and the and the man in the house.
0: Yeah, if just, you know that the one, the calls so, coming from inside the house. Yeah, There's so a lot of that going
1: on. Yeah, so it was uh, you know like that that was like an urban legend that went around in the sixties. That it was like a babysitter that was in the house and she was getting these calls from this mysterious person who kept asking her if she would checked on the children. And then depending on which story you've heard, it ends in various different ways. So, like, the children are dead, the babysitter's dead, (laughs) the, um, you know, uh, the police turn up just in time or, you know, all of this stuff. So I really love, like, urban legends and that. So the fact that they've kind of uh, expanded on that and it's also, like, the basis of When a Stranger Calls, which is
0: 1979. But wasn't there also sort of, like, this is partly based on a like really really loosely based on a true story right yeah
1: there was like a canadian uh serial killer guy who killed i think three women or something like that there's not a huge amount about it for whatever reason because uh it's it's incredibly loosely based on that but interestingly enough 19 so this came out 1974 as we said Um, and back then they had like a much longer time between being released in theaters and being like premiered on TV. Like nowadays, it's It's like, like, it was years back then. Yeah. So this was actually meant to be coming out on, uh, NBC's, uh, like primetime, uh, movie like premiere channel or whatever. Uh, and it was meant to be on, uh, January 28th, 1978. Now Mm -hmm. two weeks before that was the um, was the Kai Omega sorority Ted house Ted Bundy murders was two oh weeks God. before this was due be- did- to be on TV and people were just like you cannot show this and so they basically pulled it and they decided that they were not going to show it cause- I did
0: when a, when a, that opening scene mm. which we'll go you know we'll go into the specifics of the movie in a bit but when that, that opening scene where you see uh, the killer sort of like scaling up the, uh, the outside of the house mm-hmm. into the sorority house mm-hmm. I was like oh man this is straight up like Kai Omega, Ted, o- Ted Bundy. Yep. Territory. Yep. So uh... and that was,
1: and this was like four years before that, and like I said, it was just because they were going to they were going to launch it because it it actually did like a decent amount of mo- like a huge amount of money at the box office oh like, yeah i can imagine in comparison so it was like six hundred and twenty thousand dollars or something like that and it did like a couple of million mm. um and uh, so that in this day's money would be you know like 21 million dollars or something like that at the box office so it made so like a huge bad. profit um so yeah obviously they wanted to have it and have like the premiere of it on the tv um in which they were going to call it um silent night evil night
0: isn't there another movie called Silent Night, Evil Night? No, there's Silent, Silent Night, uh, Deadly there's Night. Silent
1: Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Night, Bloody Night as okay. well. Okay. And uh, they decided that they were going to stick with it, but the studio didn't like Black Christmas because they thought it sounded like a black film. <laughs> but Bob Clark was just like, "No, we're going to call it Black Christmas," and so it stuck, and it ended up being like way more popular for that. So okay, um, it is the first seasonal slasher movie. Well, of the f- many.
0: The first slasher movie.
1: It's not the first slasher movie. Is it not? No. Oh, it's... I thought this
0: is like always like everyone's like, Black Christmas is the first slasher movie.
1: Mm, it's one of the first.
0: I thought it was the first. So what well, came before I'd, it?
1: Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bay of Blood, Psycho, Peeping Tom. All of those were before Yeah, it.
0: but those. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe. Mm-hmm. Even then, no, not really. Mm. Like, I would never really.
1: Uh, Okay, well, this is the first one that used. Uh, this it's is definitely okay, the first well, f- seasonal. Give
0: it the rundown. Give it the rundown of everything that it introduced to slasher. Okay, POV shots, POV definitely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Heavy death rattly breathing yeah. from the point of view of the killer. Um, POV
1: was actually Peeping Tom.
0: Yeah. Well, peeping no, I it was the first, which it's came out in 1960. Before, but I'm talking about in this very specific way. Yeah. Um, which what then else led did you, on to Halloween. What else did you have? You had um, oh but wow! I've got. A, I've I got said
1: Bay of Blood. Psycho. The phone calls,
0: yeah. phone calls from inside the house, mm-hmm. phone calls of any sort of like disturbing nature mm-hmm. in a horror movie, rattly breathing, creepy nursery rhymes.
1: Yeah, I, creepy. I
0: fucking hate for creepy nursery.
1: Yeah, rhymes. creepy stuff. <laughs> so creepy. played out. Yeah, this is creepy Christmas music, but yeah. No, he does.
0: The, he does the. He does the. Oh, he does. Doesn't does he? Billy Bun Is it Billy Bunter? Billy, um, what, what the fuck what does is he it?
1: Sing. Yeah, I don't like, know when. Right At the the, end.
0: No, he's on the phone.
1: I can't remember.
0: He sings. He sings. Is it like, like Little Billy Bunting? Is that? A, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you making stuff a, up? No, now? I
0: swear that's a that's a I nursery rhyme. I just remember.
1: Rhyme. I just remember it being like they about rabbits. There's a night. bit
0: about rabbits in there. Okay. Okay. No, I'm uh, you're, I'm looking okay. for you for confirmation. But <laughs> what do
1: you think? Kirstie's, I'm an expert on nursery Kirstie's rhymes
0: Kirsty's the font of all knowledge. So for no. her, t- and especially song lyrics. No, I found one song you didn't know the lyrics to. Um.
1: But yeah, like, like, as I was saying, this is the first seasonal slasher. So the first slasher movie that is, like, based around a holiday or a day of significance. So following, following this, you had Halloween in 1978. Um... You had uh, Friday the 13th, Prom Night, and Mother's Day, which all came out in 1980. Hmm. You had My Bloody Valentine and Graduation Day, which was 81. April Fool's Day, 86. And then obviously we were saying about Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Night, Bloody Night, which were 1984 and 1972. So this is like, you know, it's inspiration for, for so many people. Hmm. And it was apparently one of Elvis's favourite movies, and Drug, was, drugged out elvis at this was, point though surely. yeah 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 because obviously it came out in 74 and he died in 77 so
0: i could just picture the king sitting on the watching can it. watching uh yeah. <laughs> watching silent yeah. i mean watching black christmas
1: <laughs> and it's also uh one of steve martin's favorite films because he met olivia hussey when she was meant to be um uh auditioning to be in roxanne
0: and he oh, okay. was like, "Oh
1: my god, I, I, like you're in one of my all-time favorite films." And she thought, because she played Juliet in uh, Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, which was like 1968, she thought he meant that. And he was like, "No, I love Black Christmas. I've seen it like 30 <laughs> times or something." So I was like, "That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool like claim to fame, isn't it?" So, um, uh, but yeah, so it's 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 a it's a creepy movie. Um, it's really interesting in that there are um they they don't focus a lot on the actual killings, no, although there is like a fairly large kill count in comparison to some of the other films that we've done so far,
0: so also it's the very first time I've seen someone killed with a un with a glass unicorn before, yeah, but as soon that's, as I that's saw that be a first, yeah, I was like that's if that doesn't get f- f- shoved into someone's face, then they're not doing their job. That was properly. the gun
1: in, that was the gun in the first scene, wasn't it yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. It's just, uh, I, there are a bunch of different characters that are really interesting. One of the first things that I noticed, especially, is like, are these people supposed to be university students? Yeah. Because they're all very old. Yeah. So the youngest, um, I think, if I remember right, it was um, like uh, the girl who plays Claire and the girl who plays, um, and Olivia Hussey who plays Jess, were like 22 and 23 at the time. Um, Keir DeLea, who plays Peter. Mm. um was 38 and you know was meant to be a university student and then they had that old guy who was like santa but like a really inappropriate santa yeah <laughs> and then he was—he like, had
0: a bit of a frank oh, rossitano vibe yes! to him from, from 30 uh from 30 yeah. <laughs> he just needed the funny hat and then he would have been uh, yeah. he would have been set
1: so it was kind of funny but then yeah you had um bob who was played by margot kidder who um which i did not
0: realize play. at the start i was like i was like
1: What trying to work out who it
0: was? How do I know this person? Then I was like, "Oh, it's Margot Kidder."
1: Yeah, yeah. So Lois Lane in the first four Superman films. um, Very sad that like in this she's basically like a chain smoking drunk, like screw up kind of person. Obviously dealing with a lot of random crap. And Margot Kidder went on to like only two years ago, I think, like 2018, actually uh, died of like a drugs and drink overdose, which I think might have been suicide. So it's very very sad to see her. In this film where she plays a great part. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, she's fucking fantastic she in this movie. But <laughs>
1: she's, yeah, she, she is brilliant. She has some a... of
0: the funniest moments. Like when she starts offering that kid booze. Yeah. <laughs> and which I was like, ah oh, man. Can you can only get away with this in a movie set in the 70s. This or is...
1: at your house at, at, when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: A little beer at, beer at dinner. Beer with dinner. Um, this, movie, mm-hmm. this movie reminds me of like the first Black Sabbath album. Okay. Where it's so influential but it's just not the best one.
1: Okay.
0: That You know what I mean? It's got Black Sabbath. It's got The Wizard. It's got, you know, Wicked Woman. It's got N.I.B. It's got N-I-B. N-I-B. But then the rest of it, mm, not as good. Mm. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not as good as, like, Volume 4 or Master Reality or any of the other, those other, like... It's not as good as them. <laughs> but it's so influential that it just has its... You know, it deserves a place. Does it does this deserve a top 100 spot finish? I know we were asking that question early, but, you know, this is one of those movies, like, I find it, I find it very hard to write notes on a movie like this, because it's very surface level. Mm. It's not, it's not like, you know, the Babadook, or... Get Out. Sallow, or, yeah, or Get Out, where you can write, like, dozens, not dozens, but you can write a good two, three pages on it, just trying to analyse everything that's going on. This is like a a one paragraph or like
1: yeah all oh, that character
0: has a funny shirt on you know what That's I mean one of them had the one of the girls had a shirt that was like the diamond Dallas page
1: oh the hands yeah
0: like the weird like Illuminati symbol which I thought was quite strange <laughs> I, like, I kind of wanted but, that shirt you know what I mean like, this movie I kind of ha- find it hard to like dig any deeper than what's going on slasher movies for me except if they've got like a commentary in them like um uh, like Scream or something mm. like that I find it, they only have one job and the job is to it has two jobs <laughs> it's two jobs are to scare me and to kill people in really elaborate elaborate ways yeah but that is something that was established in this movie so I feel like I can't judge it like super harshly mm. I you know so many movies have ripped this off yeah
1: Um,
0: but is it the best of them no it, That's all. That
1: it's not <laughs> end it's of not, review. <laughs> it's n- No, it's not the best. I wouldn't say it's the best, but you can see it was like what we were saying about with um, uh, Black Sunday last week. It is really interesting just to see where all of these like original ideas yeah, came from, and it was actually like an active decision to make it so that it wasn't so. It like originally was going to be like proper gore filled. The killings and the deaths, were the death scenes and everything like that, were going to be much more horrific and everything else. And they just made the decision to kind of rein it back a bit. And um, for me, it actually had more impact that like the idea that throughout this entire film, the killer and Claire's body, uh, which we haven't really gone into. So you've got like let's so Claire. Uh, Claire is the first victim that we uh, that we that we find out about um and uh she is killed you inside know inside quite... a dry
0: cleaning bag right yeah
1: so um She's like asphyxiated yeah with dry so cleaning. The, yeah so the actor didn't actually know so the actor's name is lynn griffin uh this is one of the first movies i think she was in and um she didn't know what was going to happen they left it they were just like you just need to like follow the cat into the closet or whatever and then you know will you know you'll you'll react to whatever happens or whatever and so yeah she basically gets like jumped at, and it's the pov shot like through the plastic bag at her
0: Hmm. and
1: she gets suffocated with the plastic bag then taken up into the attic and put in a rocking chair and she's there for the entire film you know no one knows she's up there she's sitting by the window like and it's so high up that no one can see but they keep showing shots of like where you can see her face wrapped in the plastic bag with her mouth open yeah, out of the window and it's creepy as hell and if you think about it like that um, it is super creepy and there were other bits there was only one instance that I noticed but apparently there are several so if anyone else knows exactly where they are if you're a fan of the film then please let us know um on uh instagram or facebook at behind the sofa podcast where these sections are but i noticed one where you've got uh jess and phil who's one of the other sorority girls who are chatting away about like who could possibly be responsible for this um is it peter is it this person is it that person and you can see a shadow like moving behind them oh, like really? a person Uh, and there are a couple of different instances where that so it's just this little reminder that like no matter what's happening no matter what you're discussing or who's in the house or whatever this the killer is always there and that for me like it didn't you know this movie didn't shit me up but it definitely creeped me out yeah it definitely
0: did yeah like I said I think but at the end of the day I'm watching a movie for the visceral reaction of it I'm not watching it unless you know this is the first time I've seen this movie I was not going into it thinking um, I'm watching it for it's kind of like historical significance I was watching it as a piece of cinema and thinking is it going to shit me up and it didn't Um, I can here's the thing loads of amazing ideas come from this but other people take them and put that little bit of extra Mm. you know little bit of seasoning little squeeze of this little pinch of that (laughs) and then all of a sudden they make it into like a fantastic idea like for example the fake out ending Mm. so the fake out ending um, Jess kills Peter who she thinks and is heavily implied is the killer Um, she kills him then she's kind of like suffering from shock, so she falls asleep in, in the room, all the police have left.
1: I just terrible wanna say idea. I just wanna say this, right? Throughout like we, you know, like thank you. If we have any uh police officers or any families of police officers out there, thanks a lot for what you do. It's something that I could never ever do. But the Bedford Police Department in this film are the worst.
0: Criminally negligent. They are terrible.
1: <laughs> they they you know like they get like calls about um you know, a uh, uh, sorority girl who's gone missing. Yeah, well, she's probably shacked up with her boyfriend. Oh, we're getting um like offen- uh, like abusive and uh, obscene phone calls. Yeah, well, we'll look into it, but we're really busy because there's a dead girl that's been found in the park. So but before no, 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 it's no, been announced e- to the public, that, it's not even that. Well,
0: first of all, the fact that they're telling people over the phone, like anyone, anyone who randomly phones. Oh, you will never guess what? Yeah, dead <laughs> dead teenager in the park. Oh my God, <laughs> bloody hell It's not safe around here.
1: I'd But but.
0: The thing is, they don't even (laughs) seem that bothered. They're not even looking for that kid when they find her dead in the park. They're looking for Claire. No, no, they were
1: looking for Janice. They were looking for the girl. The little girl? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I didn't think they were. I think that's why... I thought 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 they were looking for Janice. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think they were looking for Claire because the dad went there yeah and kicked up a big fuss otherwise why the why the hell would the dad have been there like looking in the park for maybe
1: also looking for his yeah, daughter yeah but that's
0: not like him. that's definitely not impl- I swear because I swear at other points they were like oh they found this mm. dead girl while they were out looking for Claire
1: okay
0: but anyway but, they are, might have been but yeah her. like I say they don't seem fussed that whoever it is that's they're not looking for they don't seem fussed basically <laughs> is all I'm saying yeah um it's like the fucking Keystone Cops are, uh, <laughs> are um, investigating a murder. Yes. And multiple homicides. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, what was I going to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the ending. Yeah. So the ending, this fake-out ending they have, Peter's been killed, you think everything's fine as it is in all these horror movies. Mm-hmm. We've seen this a billion times before. Carrie... Uh, Friday the 13th, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, where there's a little twist in the tale right Mm. at the end, Halloween, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden the lights go dark and then it scans around all the different rooms and you hear the the Billy character, Mm. who we, uh, you know, originally thought was Peter, but now is kind of revealed to be a whole separate entity. Mm -hmm. You hear him kind of like laughing and like doing his weird like baby voice and you know gurgling or whatever the fuck it is yeah and then it's like kind of pans up to the to the attic and then the movie cuts to the outside and you know you see what was it they think silent night i can't remember is there a song over the end of it maybe not but anyway the whole time i was looking at that space underneath the bed and i was like if someone doesn't come out from underneath that bed a hand come out from underneath that bed a face of someone who we've never seen before come out front of that bed I'm going to be so disappointed and I was because it didn't happen no. I'm not saying that I would have made I'm I'm guaranteeing you I would not have made a movie as good as this but those are the sorts of things where I feel like in later movies they would have just added that little extra little sousson of, of, of some horror stuff that would have been my
1: friend what? my love what? I think you missed something what I think what like my theory about the ending oh, okay. which is why got, i like we got a theory it. here we do we do so um yeah after the uh after the police decide oh we've sedated her and we're gonna leave her in the murder house yeah. and it pans across each room so you've got Jess's room it pans past bob's room with the pool of blood on the bed it pans past phil's room with her glasses on the bed where she'd left and so it goes all the way around it goes up to the attic
0: my eyes are bad i thought they <laughs> when i looked at phil's room i was like, it looked like they had googly eyes on the bed <laughs> it,
1: looked like it, had... it looked like the my bloody valentine mask to me uh, like, okay. the, like the gas mask thing um and uh yeah so it pans up to the attic the attic actually opened slightly like he was on his way back down mm and then as you see the house from the outside the phone rings yeah and the phone has only ever rung Run throughout this someone. after he's killed that, someone
0: that I understood that so I like the idea that he That's basically really cool. came
1: down and it was just left her fate was left unknown but it didn't look good for her no the like, the, the, the phone was ringing and there was no one there left to answer no no
0: I, that I I, I, like I that. get that part but I just still think it would have been very cool if just <clears throat> before okay. they went on this little whistle stop tour of all the rooms of the house mm if you know just like a one last like real shit you up scare mm-hmm. like those iconic friday the 13th mm-hmm. carrie uh nightmare on elm street kind of like jumps at the end and if someone had just started crawling out from underneath that bed like bob in twin Peaks, i'd have lost my shit that would Blah. have been fucking awesome okay.
1: well the the um studio actually had a suggested alternative ending for bob clark and he decided against it So it was that um, Jess wakes up in the house all alone, like groggy as hell. And Chris, who is the fur coat wearing uh, boyfriend of Claire, who is also in Body Snatchers in the 1978 one. I can't remember who he is, but he is in it. Um, And he uh, says something on the lines of, uh, don't tell them what we did, Agnes, and then he kills her. And that was the See, that would have
0: been... Yeah, okay. (laughs) I prefer the the ending that they've got in it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, Yeah. The other thing as well that kind of bummed me out was that they chose the least interesting girl to be the final girl. Okay. Did you not think? I didn't think Olivia Hussey was, like... Of all of them, I was like, I found her the least compelling.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you think about that in a Halloween sense, you've got, like... um, like, Laurie is the uh, innocent, prudish... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I'm, prudish, but you know but, what I mean. Like, in comparison to, like, um, like Annie and, yeah. you know, the other characters. No, no, but
0: I understand what you're saying. Those are sort of... But that's different because, Laura, like, Jamie Lee Curtis plays that role so well yeah. and gives her character that may not have necessarily been there on the page. Yeah. She plays it so well. I don't feel like Olivia Hussey's performance was like on the same level as Jamie Lee Curtis no. where she could take a role you know where she could take that sort of like final girl pretty plain Jane kind of character and make it something above and beyond yeah um so that's what I'm saying so you know Margot Kidder and um phil and all those other girls i thought were way more interesting
1: you know that phil was uh originally the the uh actor who was going to play phil was gilda radner but oh, really? then she got called away to she had the responsibilities, so she ended up getting on in it for 1975 so she had to pull out yeah but <laughs> it would have been really good um okay well let's talk about the phone calls themselves okay so they are creepy as hell.
0: Yeah, they are. They did they are done really creepy.
1: well. Like they actually remind me of like some of the possession scenes in The Exorcist, like mm. just screaming and crying noises and creepy, really, really creepy. Um, and they kind of expand on like why there are like baby crying noises and stuff in what a lot of people don't particularly like the uh, like quote unquote sequel. But not actually sequel, uh, which came out in 2006, uh, also called Black Christmas. Um, oh, I think I read about this. Yeah, it's, it's like an origin story of Billy and Agnes. And it's like, nah, I'm not really into... Yeah, it's a whole incestual, incestuous thing. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm alright with just watching this one. Um,
0: like I said, I have no problem with the fact that... Um, it's not like um, Halloween mm. or Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street where... The killer is really iconic in fact is they kind of purposefully make it the other way around yeah so, he's real so, so like, well
1: mysterious you,
0: well you the only part you, you see his eye yep. and you see his hand yep. and that's about it which i think is really cool but it does mean that um i have no real interest in sort of like getting to know him i'd rather he was completely unknown yeah and stayed that way yeah so you know, uh, I mean, I the idea, that. the idea of watching like a two thousand six, or sort of kind of like <laughs> the Billy story. I'm like, no, oh no, I'm cool, God. I'm fine with that. No. But that. But like I said, I still stick by my the Ollie part, where um, I basically make sure that someone comes out from underneath that bed at the end of the movie. Okay.
1: Well, I really like the fact that he is completely different to like the silent killers that would come afterwards. So he's not like a Jason or a Michael Myers or anything like that. He like has a couple of like freak outs and almost like tantrums basically. Doesn't he like throughout the film, like he has one up in the attic for like no apparent reason. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I think he didn't really want to kill Mrs. Mack. He, he meant to, he was quite happy just sitting up there with Claire in a rocking chair and like her doll cradled in her arms and all that kind of stuff. And then Mrs. Mack came and ruined it. And so he threw like swung a frigging hook into her face and, uh, and then he was like, oh! like he no, didn't, he didn't like the fact that he didn't have like, just him and him and her yeah. anymore, I think. Um, but yeah, he, he's like, it's just, I like the fact that they haven't, you know, because we've seen so many movies, not necessarily on this list, because we haven't had too many with like crazy twist endings. But um, a lot of the time the reveal kind of ruins it for me. Hmm. the the fact that I mean a lot of people say that the reason why this movie has like cult status is because it's just got this like air of like creepy ass mystery around it like yeah. we have no idea why he's up there who the hell Billy is who the hell Agnes is yeah like what what caused him to do this like we don't know and, and leaving it open for interpretation just makes it creepier yeah and they they also said uh, two two things about it, it was like there are, there are three voices that are used on the um on the phone calls so one is Bob Clark, uh, one is uh, an actor called Nick Mancuso who does like the main voices and he actually stood on his head to compress his thorax to get that raspy creepy voice <sighs> that he uses like when they were recording and the third is a female uh, and no one can remember who it was which is creepy as hell and the eye that you see billy's eye no one can remember who that is either they think it may have been one of the camera guys or something like that but like bob clark no one else like no one no one seems to recall and no one has put their hand up and said it's me so I whether they, that's a choice...
0: I bet they do remember. I bet they just want that mystery. Yeah. Sort of, which, well, I, which I, you know...
1: But that eye is crazy. That's, that's applause
0: for me because I love stuff like that in yeah. movies. It kind of reminded me of um, me and Kirsty fucking Love Lost. Yeah, and yeah. So that scene where in the cabin where you see, like, the eye, like, pressed <laughs> up against the boards. was like, um, There's another bit. I don't feel like... I don't want to keep on half and on like I'm shitting on this movie because I did quite enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But there were p- parts where I was like, mm, "The for me, like, the most kind of iconic part of this whole movie was um, the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. You know I mean, it transcends just being from a movie and goes into urban legend territory and... It's- around campfires and you know More sleepovers though. yeah but the, the part that i um that kind of lost its urgency to me because it was like the call's coming from inside the house get out get out and then rather than some action happening immediately afterwards like nowadays i'm almost certain that it would have been like the call's coming from inside the house get out get out and then you'd see the killer behind her looming exactly and in this it's like oh um Oh, shall I? Um. Oh fuck! Where are my keys? Grab a fire poker. Is it? Is it gonna rain? Is it gonna be raining outside? Shall I get an umbrella? I'll. I'll just put a jacket on. I'll <laughs> just put a jacket on. I can, I, shall I go upstairs? Um. Yeah. Let me go upstairs. Let me go upstairs quick. I'll just put my poke my head around Mom the door. It.
1: Two seconds. Two, two seconds
0: in out. God. I was like, come on. I feel like all the goodwill that that. That's a really cool. Obviously, we knew it was coming because mm. we've been watching horror movies for years and years so the whole time they were like oh we're having real trouble tracing this call i was like it's coming from inside the house it's coming from inside the (laughs) house it's coming from inside the house and then but then when they but then when they reveal it i was like they popped out on it they really i was expecting it to be like it's coming from inside the house get out get out and totally should have been because no one else is in the house at that point i feel like that's the stage where there should have been some sort of like like some action and some some looming and some
1: or even just some noises from upstairs would have been good like some yeah. sort of scratching or something like that but i quite liked it before the friggin' incompetent police guy started like yelling where he was just like do not start screaming <laughs> down the phone and then he almost immediately does it but just before that where he's just doing like i want to listen i want you to listen to me very carefully i want you to just put the phone down just walk straight to the door yeah. and walk outside and i was like oh that would be so good if she had done that and walked uh, walked outside what what would have been done now like in a scream type movie or something like that is that she would have walked outside um and by then i'm assuming that the cop who's stationed in the car outside is already dead yeah um but then that also then uh the fact that she goes into the house she goes into like the basement or wherever it is and then you see the creepy shadow moving around outside and it's because they're leaning so heavily on it like it's peter it's peter it's peter it's peter mm. oh look it's peter oh actually it's not peter yeah. you know and they made it so that when he was moving outside he was like moving in a really creepy way and then he like mo- like like yeah, that was cool wiped i liked like when he was
0: wiping the window down i was yeah. like oh god this,
1: this is really creepy um but yeah it would have been in a completely opposite way it would have been like her like going okay straight outside like she would have looked up the stairs and there would have been a shadow looming she would have gone to the door ran outside ran to the cot car seen him with his throat cut and then been like oh my god and like ran around the outside of the house gone down into the basement and then peter would have appeared
0: because also i really (laughs) we need need to do our own director's cut this movie (laughs) Because I also feel like at the beginning they mentioned about how the door sticks. Yeah. And so I was they... like, w- "Here's what's going to happen. Here's here's the Ollie pitch for it. Mm-hmm. Get outside. You have to leave the house right now. Don't go upstairs. Do not go upstairs. Get out. Get out. Get out. You should. Uh, she should go to the door. Start trying to get out, and then it wouldn't be able to open because
1: it's jammed. Which yeah, because we've it's jammed, which, been which has it. already
0: been established by Miss Mac right at the start. And then you'd have seen this shadowy figure coming down the stairs, and then she would have opened it just in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're also, but now I say that would that is that also just like a like a horror movie cliche yeah. that? But
1: running up the stairs when you should have been going out the front door—it's like literally word for word in Scream. But the thing is, you have to remember, like you were saying before, or like we were saying before, that this is like one of the first uh, one of the first slasher movies. They have had decades to um expand on this to yeah. pull apart the bits that really grab people to find out the bits that really freaked you out when you're watching it but imagine if you were watching this in 1974
0: yeah you'd have been shit right up
1: exactly so i think like there are yeah, maybe there will be, be the older movies also, where we'll be it's like a, Meh.
0: i'm also trying to like put <laughs> put the blame on on uh, black christmas so like why didn't you invent these ten different <laughs> like <laughs> iconic horror movie? what so you've only do- you've only put seven iconic horror tropes in one movie that Ugh. you invented <sighs> oh slacking yeah like, why didn't you why didn't you have all these other ones in there as well you lazy bums okay I'm yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking it back I feel like what they did is fantastic the ideas are so good I do wish I still stick by the bed one mm. I still think that's a big missed opportunity because yeah. you can almost see it had the like the perfect little
1: mm.
0: like depth imagine all and the light was good all of a sudden just some like random person's face because i also feel like it would be terrifying to see a stranger's face coming from out underneath the bed not just like oh my god it's yeah, but peter do you not, or but yeah, oh my god it's uh that other you know what but uh, do you
1: not think like I, I, I would end up watching that and being like is that what, uh, i'd be pulling it apart going is that someone that we've seen before is it someone yeah, that's... that's been alluded to before or is it a complete stranger like are we supposed to look at it i i almost thought of it like um i i think one of the first times that i ever watched um halloween was you know like right at the end you actually get to see michael's face for like a very short split second and i remember i think you know at different points or it you know just being like is that is that someone that has been like has you've seen briefly? Is it someone that like we're aware of from like the movie previously uh, from earlier on in the film or something like that? And so I think I'd like I really like the fact that he's like this faceless but yeah freaky as hell. The
0: only other so they've killed the one guy. Yeah. The, they've killed Peter, yep. who was like the main suspect. So you're basically either left with it being Chris. Yeah. Or being Phil's boyfriend. Yeah. Phil's boyfriend is so... I can still see... His <laughs> face is burned into my... It's burned into my memory. I couldn't tell you necessarily what Chris looked like. But then you would just hire someone who looked very different to him. Yeah, I guess. And I feel like then it would be like... fuck. Well, it's... You know, the only other characters in the whole movie are the cops and the girls. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah. I feel like to have okay. someone... To have like a real curveball, you know, some... <laughs> some ginger guy or you know some some guy with an eye patch or something like that to be like really like <laughs> whoa we've never seen him before but anyway i'm i'm done yeah. with writing a, a movie that you know is in my mind
1: <laughs> anyway um as we were saying about like the the phone calls and stuff like not only is it the actual call itself calls themselves that are creepy as hell and Dropping the C bomb within like about three minutes of the film starting. Oh, loads of times as which well. Which got which got cut out um for the UK release, but we watched the like you know full on like US release, which is actually if you go to tinyurl.com slash watch black christmas, you can watch the trailer, which is inexplicably four minutes long, um, and the entire film um for free. So you know uh go and check it out if you haven't already. Obviously, we've ruined it entirely if you've never seen it before, but. Um, Maybe we're trying to catch there. up, but um, but yeah, with the calls, um, it's not only the content of the calls. It's got the same impact as Scream for me, where every time the phone rings, you're like, "Shit, what is that?" Oh, the calls, they...
0: the calls aren't as good as the Scream calls. No, think? but
1: the phone, the phone ringing, the fact yeah, yeah. that you've got the phone ringing, and in this, in comparison to other movies that use like creepy phone calls or you know some form of contact or something like that, you are like straining to hear what's being said and so you are like fully focused on like like completely sucked in because there's there's bits that you're not meant to be able to hear what's being said it's just garbled nonsense Mm. but it's interspersed with creepy words it starts off as like um obscene like sexually graphic um calls and stuff then after the killings it becomes more like just creepy and childlike and stuff and so it's just yeah creepy as hell and you are like if if you're the same as me you'd be like transfixed when these calls just keep coming in and then you've got the whole you know like phone tapping running around at the phone exchange thing like trying to find it or whatever and then they're just like the calls are coming from the same address and you're Mm. like oh shit like obviously we knew that was that was the premise of the film it's been around for years it's been you know like it's it's a story that's well known but it's still like shit you know like the realisation of like that being what's happening and that he's been there the whole time is yeah. creepy so yeah I really liked it
0: um yeah I liked it I it. I'm gonna go back to my black sabbath analogy though it's uh, some amazing ideas in there uh, you know I mean the basis for an entire genre entire subgenre of, of movies mm-hmm. is it the best of them no no I, I think we've watched a better slasher movie already in scream I prefer scream to this like 100 times okay. over um i know some people like classic horror fans are probably fucking screaming at the (laughs) podcast right now but
1: sorry you know i
0: I can only go on my gut instinct i'm Mm -hmm. sure i would love to hear people's arguments as to why this is better Mm. necessarily than uh, all those horror movies all those slasher movies we've mentioned already Mm -hmm. um but all i can say is just from in my heart of hearts i didn't enjoy this as much as some of the other movies we've watched
1: okay um one of the other interesting things that people were talking about before and what I thought from like just scribbling down my notes and everything was um, it, it felt like it was trying to give a little message of like morals and stuff. But it ended up being like um, from uh, Olivia Hussey and Bob Clark doing interviews where people have asked those kind of questions um they said it's not at all it was just literally like the whole abortion storyline the whole police not really believing what they were saying and saying she's probably shacked up with their boyfriend um claire's dad coming along and saying you know i didn't send her to university to be drinking and picking up boys and all this kind of stuff and um and so, yeah, uh, it, apparently it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like a pro-life, pro-choice um, kind of discussion that they wanted to have. They were literally sort of filling in the space and like you were learning a bit more about these characters in between the killings, which changes the pace of the film so much because like, not like it is in Scream, where it's just, um, you know, like we've talked about the fact that it's just like kill, kill, kill yeah. like within every like 15 minutes or so. Um, in this, it's a bit more spread out. It gives it sort of like a, it can give it a bit of a chance to breathe. But I did notice that those were the sections where you were fidgeting and uh, not really. Uh, don't you put it all the, on me? If you were, if you were, if if you were noticing
0: like it, it's because you were also like, well I'm getting a bit bored.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, mm, I you could... know, I, I get, I get that they had that, and like, it was also it added an extra uh, layer to this whole thing. Like I said before, that they were leaning heavily on it being Peter. They even included, like, you know, the bit where he gets really angry and smashes up his piano. And then after that, they started including, like, creepy piano chord, um, yeah, yeah, like, uh, Almost string noises. The sounds, noises. That, the, the
0: sounds that, he, that the piano made as he was destroying it. Yeah.
1: So, uh, it was, like, very much like, it's Peter! Yeah. Oh, no, it's not actually Peter! And now Peter's Giant dead! Giant fucking
0: neon yeah. sign over his head, just yeah. like, I am a murderer. Yeah.
1: So... Um, yeah, I mean, it is, like, I enjoyed it as a film. I can see why people do enjoy it. I can see why it's got the cult following and everything like that. It's not my absolute favourite. But, he, but
0: here's the... Th- yeah, go on, carry on. I didn't... I,
1: yeah, I didn't think it was, like... Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as terrible as some of the other films that we've seen. I think it had, like, um, some really good angles. Had some creepy, creepy moments. It just... It's a slasher, but it's not the kind of slashers that we're used to. Well, here's, Do you know what I mean? Well,
0: here's the thing I would say: um, for me, the slasher genre is total garbage for the most part. For the most part, I know yeah, people enjoy sh- that, but, I, but I'm, I'm no people are shouting at the, the fucking podcast again. <laughs> but for me, this was a good movie, and that immediately puts it above ninety nine percent of all slasher movies. Mm-hmm. The fact that The, the, you know, also add on to that to the fact that this movie invented slasher movie tropes. In you know, you could probably pull out seven or eight different things that were done for the very first time in this movie that have been a staple in slasher movies for years to come. So, in that respect, it gets you know, massive kudos and you know, congratulations. Did I enjoy it as much as other horror movies? No no way but it's also the slasher genre is not my favorite um i think it's very very hard to make a good slasher movie there are probably only i'd say generously maybe 10 good slasher movies that have ever been made i bet people are going to be like how dare you <laughs> um like i said slasher's is just not my genre this was good i'd put this in that in that 10 and well, I, know, which for me for you know is 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 good going I I think this for me this movie will slip down way like quite far into the into maybe the 90s or
1: Ooh. well interestingly enough Bob Clark actually um doesn't doesn't prefer or uh, he prefers the term psychological horror for this rather than slasher
0: well Bob here's the thing
1: but it is a psychological <laughs> horror isn't it it's like you know like that people it, like they're scared out of their mind kind of thing like by yeah, like someone playing horror, that's all them.
0: horror movies though. yeah but the
1: fact that like a slasher movie is based on on it being you know like just wanton violence and gore this has it and it's very subtly done it's not it doesn't focus on it a lot the creepiest thing that they have going on like i mean again like if this was remade or you know it has been remade but or not remade but like rehashed kind of but if this exact, you know, exact movie, exact story and everything like that was done now, we would have uh, Janice, the 13 year old's mangled corpse on I mean, screen. She probably wouldn't be 13
0: it. though. She'd probably be like 21 year old co-ed or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: they wouldn't have a 13 year old girl. But still, they would have like, you would see the body. Um, you would have seen a lot more of Mrs. Max hook to the face because it was very much like in the background. You couldn't really yeah. see it. I only found out that that's what it was. Yeah, like they um, hooked her in
0: the face and then winched her up.
1: Yeah, but you don't see it, do you? No,
0: no, but I kind of, by the, by the fact that her legs were like dangling and then like hoisted away, I was I like, thought okay, that it that's was, what it was. Um,
1: I didn't see the hook, so I it was only when I read up after it afterwards that it was like a crane hook or whatever that was hooked or, onto her face. Um, you don't really see it that clearly. Maybe no. it was the version that we were mm-hmm. watching isn't particularly clear, I don't know, but you didn't see it. In a movie now, you would see that full screen, mm. You know, um, and there would be a whole bunch of other stuff that would be a lot more uh obvious, a lot more blatant and just a lot more in your face as com- in a comparison to how they did it in this. It's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just a different choice, yeah, you know, so like I said
0: i'm 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 giving it props. yes, yeah. it's, it's a good movie. yeah, it's not my been my favorite, and I think that's all we're gonna say. Okay. On that
1: one. but you would recommend you'd say to someone like it, it in the same as we have with the other ones we've said you know like give it a watch definitely yeah give it definitely a watch.
0: definitely but if you you know what i mean it, watch it just for the historical significance for <laughs> for slasher movie i um, you know what i mean you may laugh but if you want to know if you want to you know bone up on your horror bona fides then <laughs> then you need to be watching movies like this and it's a good movie is yeah. it it is this a good is what movie. we're here
1: for. We're here to like get our horror education, and this is like one of the one of the originals that yeah. you know really kind of kick things off. So hmm. we're um we're here for it.
0: Yeah, you know I mean, without Shakespeare, you don't get <laughs> alien. Um, so... without Bob
1: Clark, <laughs> yeah. we don't get the slasher movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... There you go. So um, there you go. So what have we got coming up next week then? <laughs> mm.
1: Talking next, of next week. Is number seventy-two. It came out in nineteen eighty-six. It is the sequel to another movie that is on the list that that
0: I just mentioned. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that that I just mentioned, uh, that you just mentioned. Even Uh, we are going to be reviewing Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Now we had uh, a little bit of a discussion. I think when we first uh, released the list of uh, of the movies that we will be reviewing. And we had a little bit of a discussion um, over whether this would be considered to be a horror movie or an action movie. So if you head to uh, Behind the Sofa podcast on Instagram and Facebook, we'll be putting up posts for uh, for Aliens throughout uh, next week. Or Aliens, sorry. Um, and uh, let us know. We may have a few votes on stories just to get people's uh, feelings on the subject. We love a good. We love a good vote. And if we can manage to sort it out, hopefully we should have uh, a guest or two on uh on the episode so yeah it's my
0: bad i kind of uh cocked up the booking of this <laughs> so we're trying as hard as we can we've uh, hopefully we're going to speak to some people but if not uh you know you still get to speak to me yeah that's Yay! Fine. um right well i think that about wraps us up yeah. doesn't yeah
1: so thanks so much for listening again if you want to watch the movie or the trailer for uh black christmas go to tinyurl.com slash watch black christmas uh and then head over to behind the sofa podcast on instagram or facebook to let us know what you thought
0: uh, and from behind the sofa, good
1: night.